Courageous, Successful, and Happy isn't a goal. It's not a place to get to. It's a place to come from. I'm Tracy Oswald, and I am the High Achievers Coach, and each week we are going to get real and go deep on what's holding you back, how to face it head on so you can finally live your vision with clarity and confidence. Hey, you guys, how are you? I am so good. Happy to be talking to you today. Um, it is super hot as I record this. Um, it's a Sunday. Um, it's about 102 today. It's August, really, really hot. And it, it hasn't been too bad this summer. Like the first couple of years um, I lived here, uh, it was really, really hot where we had like months where there were just straight 100 plus degree days. But this this year, not too bad. Summer has been certainly bearable and um Kind of, kind of glad about it. So there's that. Um, I'm super excited though. I'm gearing back up to um, go back to New York City uh, to record another batch of Growth Lab podcast episodes uh, that that I do for the for uh, Local IQ, part of the USA Today Network, um, with my partner in crime and really good friend Andre Archambault. So if you're listening, Andre, what's up? Um, excited to see you in person. And uh, every time I go, um, you'll come to know, I absolutely scour all of the platforms in the internet and all of my favorite haunts for what I should go experience in terms of immersive theater. And I found a really cool new show that's out. Um, It's called Who Killed Edgar Allan Poe? Um, Right? That sounds like it could be pretty awesome. And um, it's put on by uh, DDM Productions and RPM Underground. And um, their website, I think it's knock three times, just the word knock, the, the number three, and then an X for times.com. But I'll make sure that's in the show notes. And um, it's in Times Square, which of all things is kind of weird because like that's not a place that you find really good or any immersive theater, to be quite honest with you. Um, but Super excited. Uh, I think I might either go do that or I also might just go back for the 36th time to sleep no more because, and I have a really good reason, you guys, um, aside from the fact that, you know, I love that. But I want to take um, Neil Polachek. Uh, Neil Polachek is uh, um, someone who I travel the country with in a in a covered wagon. And no, we don't do that at all. We travel the country and uh, for, for local IQ and we put on these really great events for local business owners in communities all over the country and really give them an experience around, um, you know, what they need to be thinking about in terms of how to modernize their business when it comes to either marketing, technology, business processes, how they um, interact with their customers, and even how they train their employees in order to um, create the very best experience uh, for the modern modern consumer of today and, and tomorrow. And we have a ton of fun, but the reason I want to bring him to sleep no more is because I want him to see um, and experience uh, a, an amazing production from, a, from an artistic perspective, yes, of course, but also from a logistical and uh, operational perspective, like what goes into true experiential um, and immersive learning and um, and emotional connection. And I, w- I want us to borrow from the things that they do so well across the board. Um, and and we're, we're 
right now working on creating what our next uh, Growth Lab events are going to be in 2020. And I want to create the most jaw-dropping, value-packed experience, the likes of which anyone has ever seen. Like I, I want this to be so incredibly powerful and valuable um, that people you know, don't know what just hit them, but they go back to their offices and businesses and they can't wait to get to work in, in creating the next best version of their own company. So more to come on that, but that's one of the reasons that I want, uh, I want to bring Neil to this. So um, I'm not sure which one will win out, but I will, I promise to tell you guys, because if I go see uh, who killed Edgar Allan Poe, I'm going to tell you all about it. That is a promise. All right. So what are we talking about today? We are um, you know, it's funny, I had this whole different episode planned out to record today um, because like when I came up with the premise for this show, I created a content calendar, as you can imagine, um, and, and mapped out the first 20 episodes. So for all you planners out there, you know what I'm talking about, color-coded Google Sheets, note links to all the notes, um, you can only imagine. And today's episode was supposed to be about the seven signs of serious self-doubt in high achievers. Um, but... This morning I was on LinkedIn um, and everything changed. Um, so we're not going to talk about the seven signs of serious self-doubt and high achievers. I promise we will get to that, but just not today. Today, um, we're going to talk about something else entirely. And also a little plug for LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn, honestly, it's where I spend 95% of my social media time. It, it's just my favorite platform straight up. Um, you know, I, I try to still love Facebook, but I don't know, it's for me, the experience is it's morphed into this place where there's just so much, um, I don't know, un, unproductive political, social, and cultural discourse. And I'm not, and I am all for all of those things, really great discourse in order for us to evolve um, and come together as humans to create, you know, what our world is, all for that. But I find like it's super negative um, and people making fun of each other and calling each other names. And I just, I ain't got no time for that. That's not what I want in my experience. So I don't really spend a whole lot of time there. Twitter, I just, Twitter, I don't have this really weird relationship with Twitter. I don't understand it. Like, you know, I, like, like I get it logically, techno technologically, I totally understand how it works, but I never found my way on Twitter. Um, and who knows, maybe that will change. Um, maybe some of y'all out there are listening and you can, you know, you, we can hop on a call and you can tell me all the reasons and how to, how to experience Twitter in a really great way. I don't know. I'd love to learn from you guys, but I just never found my way on Twitter and Instagram. I love, I do scroll. I post on there some, it's fun. And, um, but I just, I love LinkedIn and I feel like LinkedIn, it's experience, but like we're experiencing this, experiencing this renaissance with it. And, uh, for like the last year, I think. Um, you know, it's got little to no political posts. People are really there. It's been my experience anyway, that people are really there to share valuable information and help each other uh, succeed. And, and there's great stories and valuable insights and articles and people connecting with each other in ways that really support, um, you know, growth. So let me some LinkedIn and LinkedIn, if you're listening, if you want to sponsor the show, hey, hit me up. We'd love to have you as a sponsor. Um, so again, I was on LinkedIn this morning, commenting on a couple posts, getting some inspiration, connected with a couple people that I hadn't talked to in a long time. So that's always fun. Um, and I came across this post that made me stop and think and have real feelings about it. And 
just got a little angry, got a little angry and I want to talk about it. Um, and it's funny, as I sat down to record this uh, episode, of course, I couldn't find the post to tell you what the exact quote was to that got me, you know, so emotional and angry, but I can absolutely give you the gist. It was something about if you keep getting up every day and putting in the hard work and putting in the hustle and being persistent, you'll eventually reach your goals. And after a while, you might even find yourself enjoying it. And guys, I got so mad. And it's just because this is the big lie that we're taught, right? That going after a goal, bringing your vision to life has to feel really hard, right? And if it doesn't feel really hard, if you're not grinding it out and hustling and putting in all these hours and sweating, you're not doing it right somehow. That it can't be easy and it can't be fun at all. Like not like hard work or success and fun do not go together under any circumstance. And, and as I'm saying this out loud, it brings to my, my mind um, a couple of months ago when I was at the USA Today studios uh, in, in Times Square in New York, um, recording uh, past episodes of the Growth Lab show, I was talking to one of our top executive leaders in the office. And we were just kind of catching up, having this conversation. And I asked them, you know, how was your weekend? And I, and I asked them specifically, hey, did you do anything fun? Like, I really wanted to know, like, what was fun for this person? And they said something like, you know, there's so much work to do now that they have to do between work and their family, and there's not a lot of time for fun. And first, I felt really sad for them. And because, like, this is how most people think and feel and talk about it, right? as if it's just a fact that we have to live with. Like we got to get the work out of the way in order to have fun. And the, the hard truth of it is that the work is never out of the way, like air quotes intended. Um, and what, what has happened over time is that we've been so conditioned to believe that happiness is the price you pay for success. So you got to work, you got to grind, you got to, you know, be make, doing all of the things in order to get the success, in order to get the happiness. That happiness and fun are on the other side of success, right? That success is the destination and happiness is attached to success way out there, way, way. And I'm like pointing out, like animatedly pointing right now beyond, you know, the haystacks or whatever you imagine is here in Texas. Um but over there, somewhere in the future, in a land far, far away, in a galaxy far, far away, that that's where the success and the happiness commingle. Um, and you just got to get there. So you got to put your nose to the grindstone. You got to power through. And maybe if you're lucky, sometimes you might have fun and enjoy it. But the enjoyment is not the point. The only thing that matters is the result. And you guys, like, I don't have judgment around this because this was me for such a long time. And sometimes even still this creeps up on me, even though I work on this all the time for myself and I coach other people on it, it still can creep up on me. Because for most of my working life, for most of my career, I truly believed and lived this. You know, when I was commuting three and a half hours a day, every day from my house on Long Island to, you know... First downtown um, near Wall Street, I worked for a long time when I was with Verizon. And it was a tough commute. And I would, on the way in, I would think about work and the goals and the sales calls we were going out on and making the number. And 
you know, not getting home until 7.30, 8 o'clock most days. And I held that fun outside of myself, that joy, that, that enjoyment of the experience outside of the work. And that was only for after hours, happy hour, when I got home, having dinner with my family or on the weekends. So I get it. Like I so totally understand how you're feeling. And it's, it's no wonder we believe this because it started when we were, when we were young. Um, and I remember in school a long time ago, you know, when, I was, when I was in primary school, uh, when you know our teachers wanted us to memorize things like the spelling words or the multiplication tables. Do they even still do that in school? I don't know. Somebody tell me. Um, do kids have to memorize multiplication? That's a real question I have. So, so hit me up if you know the answer. Um, and we had to memorize these things in order to get the A on the test or, you know, just for the sake of the score, right? Not for the sake of the enjoyment of learning. And, you know, and, and in saying that out loud, I'm sure it has not changed that much because when you think about how tied um, school performance is to real estate, right? What's the first thing if you're a family and you've got kids and you're looking to move to a new city or town or, you know, whatever, the first thing, one of the first thing you look at probably right after, you know, how much the house is and the taxes is the school district and what the score of the school district is. And is it a good school district or is it a medium school district? And what are the school districts scored on, right? It's test scores, standardized testing. So yeah, I don't think it's evolved that much, but I'd love to hear your, your viewpoints on that. So get the A on the test just to, for the sake of the test score. And you know, and it evolved. And when we were in junior high and high school, and you know, maybe we got to kind of pick some of the classes we were in, or even even college, right? When we got to pick the, you know, the the um, uh, classes we wanted to take, we would pick the classes um, that we were good at. Where we were, you know, our skills had evolved to the point where it kind of was a little easy, and we were good at it. And so that we wanted to avoid failure, right? So learning something new and exploring things became synonymous with potential failure, potential and maybe eventual failure. Because when we, when we first start doing things, right, just by nature of not ever having done it before, we're not good at it. So we're going to fail the first couple times out. So we got really, really good at this thing that we were really good at to begin with. And we translated that into doing something something for someone else for money at a company or a job, right? That would pay us to do these things that we became really good at. And we've been really encouraged to stay on these paths, especially you high achievers out there, right? We've been really encouraged to stay and get better at doing the things we were originally really good at doing for the sake of getting the A on the test that would guarantee our success and, and on the flip side, you know, theoretically protect us from failure. And also for you high achievers, if you think like I might be talking about you when I say high achievers, I am. That's you. I am talking to you. You are. If you think you are, you are. And you've been rewarded your whole life for succeeding at the things that you have always done really well from a young age. And look, remember, like you would get like the extra cupcake if you got the A on the test, or at least that food was big in my house for as a reward and a withhold you know, for good and bad behavior and results. Um, that's just how it was. Um, and you were rewarded with food or praise or love or accolades. 
and eventually money and bonuses and promotions and the corner office and the bigger office and the, you know, like, and it just goes on and on. Um, and, and when you dial it back, it might have been something that you never really chose to start, you know, to, to, to want to do. It just happened to be the thing that you were really good at. But look, if, if this thing that you're doing, that you're getting all these rewards for is something that you love doing, that's a fantastic. Like, I am so happy for you. But it's rare these days. Because for a lot of you listening, the thing that you're doing that you get paid for is just a thing that you kept getting rewarded for because you kept getting doing it over and over and getting better at it, you know, to ensure those rewards kept coming and the rewards eventually escalated into jobs and job security and all of the things that we come to expect and know as, you know, recompense for, you know, this corporate culture that we're all in and the jobs that we do. and. And when you, on top of all of that pressure that we already have, when you, when you layer on this intense hustle and grind culture, um, it is just, it just fans the flame of the high achievers pressure they already put on themselves. And it just gets exponentially worse because the, the whole hustle and grind culture and you know, and I don't know how it started, right? And I think, I think for in some ways, it's always been there. You know, centuries back, um, you can find philosophers talking about it in different ways. Um, but the the hustle and grind culture we we've come to know today feels like, um, you know, Instagram posts or LinkedIn posts or what social media posts that encourage us to do things like, you know. Get, get in the office every day before everyone else and, you know, work through lunch to get what you want and answer emails at 11. You got to always be on and on the weekends, you got to sweat and hustle and grind and, you know, feel like you're working really hard and put, you know, delay any kind of fun and power through at any expense. And it's exhausting saying this all out loud. And for the people that I work with in, in my corporate job and for the women that I coach who go through this, you guys, it's all exhausting for you too. And it's exhausting for you guys because, because you think that this behavior is going to get you the success that you want. And because you also believe that happiness is tied to the success that you want and you don't have it yet, it's like you're holding your happiness hostage until you get on the other side of that success. And I just get so angry when I see these social media posts and hear people talking about it. Um, about the hustle and grind because it's it's this lie we've been told, but but you guys, we choose to believe it, and it is a choice, right? It's always we always have a choice about what we believe to be true. And I'm also, you know, that I'm not saying not to do the things that you need to do to create the success that you want or execute this vision that you have for your life. I'm not saying like, stop doing everything, sit back, you know, pop open a beer and just chill. I mean, so, I think you should do that a lot, but I'm not saying do that all the time because we all have responsibilities um, to show up, you know, in our lives for, but we're doing it in a way that where we're abdicating our agency, right? We're, we're not taking responsibility for the thoughts that our brain is giving us and for how we're feeling. And we're just blindly buying into 
a culture, this hustle and grind culture, when it does not serve us. In fact, it absolutely hurts us from getting what we want done at the highest levels we can get it done. Because also when we approach our work and life this way, we, we miss out on so much. You ever notice that like when you're in a relaxed, relaxed state, when you are, maybe you're on vacation and you're chilling by the pool or skiing or whatever you do to have fun on vacation, those two weeks of the year that you allow yourself to have fun and your, your mind is just flowing and everything is happening easily. And all of a sudden you get this idea in your brain, like something pops in your brain that you're like, oh my God, this is the, this is like everything I ever wanted to do. Or this is the answer to that big problem I had, or this is like the next phase in my business or, you know, the, where I want to take my life. The reason you're, that you get those big ideas on vacation is because you're ap- actually allowing your mind to be at ease and you're not forcing anything. And your brain and your mind gets access to things that you don't allow it access to because of all of the forcing and efforting and, you know, working and hustling and grinding that you force yourself and your brain to do, that it shuts off all of those pathways to all of those really great ideas. So I offer, and I want you to, I'm asking you to imagine that there is a possibility that by working so hard and hustle and hustling and grinding that you are not producing your very best results and that you are giving up your life your lives in inches and feet and yards and you're settling for this like dulled version of your life and success like imagine you're like you're on vacation, on that same vacation where you got that really great idea, and you take your iPhone out or whatever kind of phone you have, and you take a picture of this really beautiful landscape. And then you look at the picture, and it's really like dull, like there's this film over it, and you're like, oh yeah, like there's this fingerprint on my lens. Like there's something clouding the lens. That's what you're doing to your life and your success and what's possible for you by constantly forcing the work and efforting and grinding and always being on and scheduling yourself within an inch of your life. You're settling for this dulled version of what you could actually be achieving and creating by not working so hard and not forcing things. And I know this sounds so counterintuitive and we're going to get into this a lot on this show. And look, like I said, this is a journey for us together. This is how I'm living my life now. Not And, and by the way, oh, I do slip up. I do sometimes fall into that hustle and grind there because it's such a, it's like that, you know, the undertow at the ocean. It's so, it's such a force. It's a gravitational pull, but here's where we get to help each other and hold each other accountable and, and really care for each other as humans, as creators. So this week, here's what I want you to think about. I want you to become aware of how you might be allowing this hustle and grind culture to help you or to make you believe that happiness comes on the other side of of success. So that if you just keep hustling and grinding, you'll get to that success and happiness because they're tied somewhere off in the future together where you can't see, feel, or touch right now. When we really know, guys, and I'm whispering this softly, that happiness is the path to success. 
and will get you so much more than you ever could imagine in terms of success, in terms of of growth, in terms both both personal and professional, in terms of your life, that being in happiness is the path to success. But here's what I want you to think about this week. I want you to think about, number one, I want you to get real with yourself and sit down and see if you know why your why, why you do the things, you, why you get up and go to, to the work that you do. I want you to know your reasons because most of the people that I talk to, whether it's friends or colleagues that I work with or the women that I coach, have no flipping idea why they're doing what they're doing. When I ask them, it's like blank stares, have no clue. Because they just keep waking up and going to work and do the same things over and over, stuck in their loop on total autopilot with no thought as to why they are doing it beyond, well, it's just what I've always done. And like, P.S. it pays the bills and like, I got to pay the bills. Now, I'm not saying you guys, so cut it out already. I'm not saying you should quit your job as soon as you listen to this podcast because you don't know your why or don't know your reasons. I'm not saying that. So cut it out. I am asking you to get real with yourself on why you are doing it. It's the majority of your life in hours, you guys. So stop sleepwalking through it. Stop abdicating your agency. Take responsibility for your life. Become responsible for choosing. So, so the first step in that is knowing your why or your reasons. That's number one. Number two. I want you to also get real, and this might even be harder, and you want, you're going to want to avoid the shit out of this part because of your fear around it. Do you like your why? Do you like your reasons? You got to ask yourself if you like the reasons you're doing what you're doing. And again, this is also foreign concept when I talk to people about it because it's literally like their brain can't comprehend that they actually have a choice as to whether they keep doing what they're doing, if they like it or don't like it, because they've been doing it for the past 10 or 20 years, right? Your job, your career, it's not a life sentence. And again, I'm still not saying you guys, so cut it out right now. I'm not saying quit your job if you don't like your reasons. But knowing whether you like your reasons or not, and then choosing to either keep doing it or not doing it is is one step closer to claiming your self-agency in your life than if you were just doing it and not knowing if you even liked it or not. So that's progress. Um and and let's talk about let's let's have a little sidebar here about like the whole quitting the job when it sucks and all that. Look, most of the time when I talk to people and they tell me they hate their jobs. They hate what they do every day and they just cannot wait to get out of it and find a new, a new job immediately so they can be happy. My counsel is that that's like the absolute worst time to get out and find a new job because you cannot escape those feelings, those feelings of like that's those sucky feelings of, I hate my job, this sucks, life sucks, and I just want to escape. You cannot get to that new place of happiness from there. You can't get here from there. But you guys, that's another episode entirely, and we will devote an episode on that, I promise, soon, but not today. So that's your brain work this week, you guys. Get Number one, get clear on knowing your why you are doing what you're doing. And number two, be really honest with yourself if you actually like your reasons for doing it. 
Because remember, the whole premise of this show, this whole premise of the time we're spending here together every week, courageous, successful, and happy is not a place to get to. It's not a destination on a map or in your mind or at the end of your action plan. It's not the end game. It's a place to come from in order to live your very best life and produce at your highest level. And that is what I want for you all. So that is your brain work for this week. Have an awesome week, you guys. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Courageous, Successful, and Happy. It's not a place to get to. It is a place to come from. Listen, if you love what you're hearing, head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is so appreciated. And I will talk to you guys next week.